0: This, this,
1: this is 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 fight disciples.
0: We are gathered here today
1: for the fight disciples. UFC and boxing talk.
0: Thank you for downloading today's show. Coming up,
1: Nick teaches us scouse. It's a simple phrase. You just have, once you perfect this phrase, you can speak anything in scouse. That phrase is, "I'm going to Falalahi for some chicken." As per usual, Jeff Owen gets a bit of a battering. Every other week, Jeff gets thick on this show, doesn't he? Yeah. The poor bastard's done nothing wrong. He's back to painting and decorating, him, Jeff. Exactly, yeah,
0: poor Jeff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And Nick also shuts down my triple G prediction for this weekend in the middleweight division. But I'm going to say this, Nick. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it nice and loud, right? Yeah. I genuinely believe there might be an upset in the garden this weekend. You're wrong.
1: You're listening to the Fight Disciples Podcast.
0: Welcome to episode 83 of the Fight Disciples Podcast. Thank you so much for downloading this particular show. If you uh, have only just stumbled across us, I don't know, maybe you were looking for some porn or something and you came across us, go to fightdisciples.com to find out uh, all our previous episodes. You can also keep up to date with us. Uh, via social media as well, at Fight Disciples on uh, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Nick's just been giving me a little bit of a lesson on how to speak scouts. Why do you find this uh, quite important?
1: I was... Uh, you just set me up to name drop straight away. When I was doing the UFC London breakdown, um, the... the- down at the IMG Studios last week. Mm. With, for the, listen, this the is UFC. this
0: is this is this week's
1: boxing show. No, you talking... just asked me a question. I'm yeah, just but...
0: going to try and answer the question. This is this week's boxing show, and all you want to talk about is your TV appearance on the new TV channel. You just set me the up straight BT away to drop it. Look at me, yeah, I'm exactly. on TV this week. Exactly.
1: So the whole production team, mm. uh, well led by led by the producer Ben the Aussie, he uh, was a big listener to the show. Actually, Aussie, Aussie, go Aussie. Uh, he was he was Lucky trying to pull you. off a Scouse accent, and it was awful. So, yeah. I gave him a quick tutorial on, on how to speak Scouse. Go on, then. It's a it's simple phrase. You just have, Once you perfect this phrase, you can speak anything in Scouse. That phrase is, I'm going to Falarachi for some chicken. Simple.
0: I'm going to Falarachi for some chicken. <laughs> For some chicken. 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 And falarachi. <laughs> there you go. Ah, yeah. so you say those things, then you're technically a scouse. Right?
1: The, the, once you can perfect that, then you can pretty much get your scouse twang on anything. Falarachi. Yeah. going to for some chicken. Some chicken.
0: How was your TV appearance? Let's get it out of the way. Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way. But this is
1: the boxing show you just said. You don't want to, you know, anyway. No, want
0: No, no, because look, your beard's trimmed. You've had your hair cut. You're yeah. wearing a nice new shirt. You've got your <laughs> bumming tattoos out. You're in you're in spelt
1: mode. I am. Um, yeah, exactly. No bread. No, it was like no carbs before marbs. It was no carbs yeah, yeah, yeah. before TV. That's it.
0: Adds pounds, man. Adds pounds. <laughs> Tell me about it. Looks good then. But yeah, it was good. Them studios look good.
1: Yeah, I've never been to IMG studios down in London before. Did a the, ninety minute. Car drive from Euston Station, they're absolutely miles away from the city centre. Is it? But it's huge, it's absolutely massive. There must be dozens and dozens of studios. And talk about editing suites literally, there's three floors, and everywhere you look, every cupboard has got an editing team in. They're just producing so much content. They've got the entire contract for Premier League outside of the UK, so they provide Premier League TV coverage right. for every, you know. Basically, country on the planet, so seemingly. Bo- Bo- Botswana. Yeah, exactly. So you'll see like a whole studio with like a Botswana commentary <laughs> team. And I was just constantly like, not that I need much makeup, but I was sitting in standard, makeup. yeah. Standard, yeah. Between Kelly Dalglish, who I thought felt had fell off the edge of the world. Clearly, she's making Premier League TV for, for Botswana. For Botswana or somewhere. And, uh, and Ian Rice was in there as well, yeah. So.
0: What Ian Wright, legend Ian Wright, Ian, Ian Wright, 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 Wright,
1: legend Arsenal Gunners striker was in there. He's yeah. a meta man. is
0: Ian Wright. Is he? We used,
1: we used to do a radio show together. Really? Yeah. 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 He's got a belted of a Mercedes. What is brand it brand? He's new big into his bikes. He? He's got a Harley.
0: Has he? Yeah. Mm. He used to he used to travel around London on his on his Harley because of the traffic and congestion charges. Yeah. That's how he used to get about.
1: Well, because the IMG Studios out in the sticks, you see, he's probably took the, the his brand new Mercedes mm. convertible for the spin and Good there. lad in it. He was a nice lad. Yeah, I only got to say hello, but that was about it, really. You know, he's, he, asked for, he asked for my number. He asked for the autograph. I said no. Nah, do us a favour, righty. You're playing it cool. Exactly. Yeah. He's into the UFC. You know, he's a McGregor fan. Well, I wasn't really bothered about Ian Wright, to be honest. I was more bothered about Kelly Darglish because <laughs> Dad was my idol. Because of the King. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to have a chat? Dad was my idol. Yeah. I only said hello, low. She, she obviously recognised my accent when I was chatting away to the makeup girl. So she, doing could, little, she could say, "Don't like Dummy staple." Chicken. Yeah, she can. Yeah. I've done staple. Sit down. Makeup girl says, "Right." Just a tidy up job? And I'm like, no, spray tan. Full <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get the glove out. Wanna boy. look like I'm straight back from Falaraki. Thanks very much. On. <laughs> <laughs> Got the paper underpants. pants, let's do it. That's it, mate. Fake bake. Everybody tunes
0: into the T V show. When did it go live? It went live Tuesday, didn't <laughs> it? Tuesday
1: night it went live, but it was I think it was on it, it was on the UFC Fight Pass. But yeah. I think it's on YouTube now as well. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. On YouTube, so when so. it went
0: live, all your family you tuned tuning going, what hell you woof. Look like you've
1: just come out the only way is Essex sunshine. Exactly, You're full on yeah. there, Where aren't have you? You been, yeah, the orange tan,
0: mm, looking good. It's good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. Quite a lot's been going on in the world of boxing over the last uh, seven days. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start with some actual action, or do you want to talk with some uh, some bollocks?
1: I want to start with Lemo's knockout shot.
0: Knockout of the year which already. Was already knockout already. of the
1: year. We're in March, and that was. I'm going to. I'm sending him the trophy. Yeah, that was unbelievable finish. Talk about wiping the guy. He just wiped him out. Mm. Just put him to sleep. You know, Golovkin didn't do that to him. And uh, it was a big, big performance. Interesting fight because
0: both those dudes have been in with Triple G, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, of course. So therefore, it was uh, the matchup of the Misfits. But David Lemieux can't necessarily be now classed as a Misfit. Because of that, he's yeah. got to be in the mix for someone like a Canelo or maybe even Billy Joe. Billy Joe would be a great fight for him.
1: Brilliant fight. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I think Billy Joe should be all over that fight. That's a great shout, actually. I hadn't thought of that until, we, until you just mentioned it. Well, he right? needs to fight, a, doesn't he? He needs a to fight someone. fight because... Obviously, we'll talk about Triple G later in the show. That's he's tied up at the moment, but he's got you know he's not going to jump at Billy Joe because what does Billy Joe bring to the table? And Junior is now a super middleweight, and Canelo's locked in with the All Mexican affair. So he could do a lot worse, Billy Joe, than, than that fight. I think that's a great fight. Mm. Win a fight, you know, it's a shootout to fight uh, a Canelo or a Golovkin. Isn't it? Let's be honest.
0: No fair play, David Lemieux, because when I watched him against Golovkin. He never really got to get his shots off. But that's mainly because Golovkin's footwork and the way that he cuts down the ring was sensational. So therefore, he didn't give him an opportunity to do it. And if you watch that fight, Golovkin took his time with him. Normally, Golovkin blows people away. He took his time with Lemieux because he respected his power, of which we saw at the weekend against... Young Stevens, lad, and he, like you say, he put the kid to sleep, didn't he, yeah. he didn't mess about.
1: I quite like that kid, Stevens, but he is yeah, very he's much... He's a top-end, you know, like a, a club-level fighter for me. You know, he's, he's got tons of aggression. He's a powerful kid. You've got to watch, it, his, it, you watch but, yourself
0: when you keep calling people club-level fighters, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because people keep texting me and really, tweeting yeah. me, yeah. They keep giving me loads of abuse, saying calling people club-level fighters. I said, give Petey a bloody shit. <laughs> <laughs> give him the shit. It's nothing to do with me. It's different from- When you say club-level, you mean if we were to compare them to maybe top-end British level here.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Club level in the, in America basically means, like, you know, the best guy in his state. You mm-hmm. know, very much like a domestic level. Like they call them club fighters in America. Right. It's like, you know, a domestic level well fighter. Well done for clearing that up. Well uh, not necessarily obviously a obviously now you're a Hollywood international. actor
0: on TV and stuff like that, hanging out with IMG, <laughs> the guys that horn the Hollywood. You've got to speak in American twang. That's, that's what it, it is, isn't that's, it? That's
1: what I'm just trying so to bring cl- a little bit of culture go. to the show. That's all. There you go. So club level.
0: When Nick says club level, yeah, he's referring to them being the best in their particular area alright when I say club level I mean the shit that's yeah. basically where we're at right journeyman yeah Janeyman.
1: That's what I, when I
0: say it because that's what people are interpreting it as, you see?
1: All right. Well, that's not what I meant. Okay. Well, that's thank you very much. Well, that's why I'm here to clear that up. He's far from a journeyman. You know, you can't call Curtis, Curtis Stevens a journeyman at right. the end of the day. But I think when he's stepped up to this Triple G level, to this, you know, even this David Lemo level, you know, he's been found out at that level. A good boxer mm. will always beat him in time because I mean, he is quite an easy guy to hit. Mm. Uh, but you're right, I think this... Brit- you know, it was a nice breath of fresh air into Lemo's career. And uh, you know, I would like to see where he goes, mate. If I was if I was Limo, I'd was i definitely be fighting tooth and nail to be ringside this weekend at, at, at Triple G hmm. and Jacobs. And, uh, you know, put his name in the frame because that's the money fight out there.
0: Now, when we released last week's show, um, it's sods law. This is what happens, right? Whenever we release a programme. So we record. We sit in the studio on a Tuesday and we record. Mm-hmm. And then it goes live for people who subscribe to our podcast on Wednesday, yeah? So in the in that interim period of an hour before, between recording and releasing, there's always some big news that comes out of boxing which we ended up missing Stable. on the show. Yes, yeah. staple. So last week, last Tuesday, it was all about Tyson Fury. Cheers, Tyson. Nice one, mate. We thought you were friends of the show. You've been on here. You've been a good pal of ours. But no, you thought Fight Disciples are recording. Just hold this back. Let yeah. him let him release the episode, <laughs> yeah, and then and then I'll, then I'll tell him that we're coming. And then I'm coming out, <laughs> clown. But he is. That's what he said. He said he's making his comeback. Um. And May, is it? Said, well, well is yeah, he, he, he says May, He says May 13 um, <laughs> um, on the Leeds bill. Um, however, we know full well that he's got a little bit of bother on uh, May the 8th to deal with. Now, for those that don't know, obviously he doesn't have a licence at this moment in time. It's quite difficult to obviously do uh, boxing professionally without a professional licence, of which he had revoked because of his misdemeanours with, let's, let's just say, some substances yeah. outside yeah. of the ring. Now, he's got to uh, have a chat with the lovely people at UKAD, um, over a PED violation. A lot of acronyms there. Um, but that's happening on May the 8th. Now, if he's nothing to answer for, he can fight straight away. Now, I know he's training. I've seen him training. He looks fucking
1: massive. Yeah, he's huge.
0: He? He's absolutely huge. I'm whispering yeah. that just in case he's listening. But he yeah. does look absolutely massive.
1: He's about 25 stone now, you know. He is. He looks it he looks as well. I've seen, I don't know how old that picture was of him getting a kebab. Mm. But, um, Yesterday, after training Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah But he did look mm. absolutely massive mm. But he's a, he is a massive guy that Yeah, but he's thing, fighting weights 18-19 stone
0: yeah, exactly. It's not
1: 25-26 stone True He's got a lot of timber to shift True, but, you know If he's serious about coming back in May that quickly mm. You know, he ain't going to be jumping straight back in at world level Surely he's talking about having a warm-up fight In which case he might well come back at 20 stone mm. uh, You know, and just punch punch a hole through someone just to get himself back in the groove, and then look to a you know a proper fight early summer. Mm. Um, it'd be surprising if he jumps straight back in, because you know, let's be honest, you know, prior to his. There's problems outside the ring. We're talking about the world number one. He's the, list. the best heavyweight the on list. the planet. He has got the Ring Magazine um, Heavyweight him. Championship belt. Yeah, he's, the unbeaten, he's the ring mag champion. you know. He, he, no one's beat him. You've got to beat the man to beat the man and no one's beat the man. Yeah. And if he's... Uh, we were talking about it the other week on the show and I said, for me, Deontay Wilder's number one. The reason I was able to say that is because Tyson Fury is no longer in the conversation. Mm. But if he gets cleared to fight, he's back in the conversation. He's got to go back to number one. Mm. I don't know too
0: much about the... Um, uh, the administration regard what he's being upheld for um, on May the eighth, does he need to reapply for his
1: license? I think because so. he's because didn't the board strip him of his license? Yeah, they took it off him. Yeah, so he's got to reapply for his license. So they he will have to answer to the board mm. and answer the questions they're going to ask him. You know, he's talking about the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. I
0: can't see. Well, listen, there was obviously. A- um, performance enhancing drugs thing there was the cocaine thing there was all these different aspects you can't see it all just getting swept away and just being no. left by the bike you, you, I anticipate it's not, something it's
1: not fluid way weather and this is not Las Vegas
0: right so I anticipate <laughs> something coming off the back yeah. of that and therefore May the 13th is going to be far too early before we see
1: potentially Tyson or Fury. you know we see we seem to forget because Tyson's such a, a you know a colourful character and so you know let's face it he's pretty bonkers but he's also an incredibly wealthy man hmm. And incredibly wealthy men surround themselves with highly intelligent, highly educated men. And if his lawyers have put the feelers out and they they believe they can quash it at the beginning of May, allowing him to fight, then maybe that's the case. Or maybe it's Tyson just kind of being Tyson, you know, coming up, Ah, that's when I'm coming back to see how the, how, you know, the lay of the land with the board. Hmm. Even Even a week on, though? I'm excited about him coming back.
0: Oh, yeah. Heavyweight division needs him back because the way he talks, the way that he carries himself, just the way that he adds colour to the whole division gets me excited.
1: It used to be, I'll be honest with you, when he first broke through Tyson, um, he he grated me a little bit because he was so outspoken and some of the things he said were completely outlandish, obviously. Some of the things he's gone down on record as saying, you know, no one in their right mind would agree to, but that's kind of what he said at the time to generate headlines. And I I used to judge him for it, but now after sitting down and having so many conversations about Tony Bellew and why Tony Bellew has this persona and why Tony Bellew does it, over the years I've kind of thought, oh, I can't judge Tyson Fury differently. I yeah. can't take him for his yeah, yeah. ring persona. You know, that was wrong of me to do that.
0: Tyson Fury, in, from my experience of being in his company, yeah. he's one of the nicest dudes I've ever met.
1: One of, the great, one of the nicest interviews I've ever done. Couldn't do enough for me, but the one for me you know my mum's involved in this industry in the fight sport industry my mum absolutely loves tyson fury absolutely loves him says he's one of the nicest fellas she's ever met whenever he's in her company he can't do enough for her you know and that's you know that's that's an that's a good trait to have about someone, isn't it? Mm. Especially someone like Tyson is, who can be so outlandish. Yeah, yeah. That when people are in his company, certainly when the cameras are not... When he's not being Tyson Fury heavyweight champion the When he's world, not being Batman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, When he's just being himself. Like, so many fighters. Mm. Uh, he's an absolute diamond. Does he care? Does it? Does he care that he's, you know, chalk and cheese? That 50% of the population probably hates him. 50% love him. Do you think he cares? Mm. No. Do you think he's made more money than most heavyweights, British heavyweights in history? Yes. Mm. But you better believe it. He was probably made you know aj's probably fast fast behind them but you know you're talking about Lennox lewis he's you know he's probably the only guy above him that's made more money than tyson mm. He's made a fortune in this game you know and that's and he's the man exactly he is the man and if when he comes back he will still be the man until someone beats him mm. okay. i can't wait for him to come back no, I really
0: same. can't looking forward to it and speaking of comebacks i say comebacks it's one of those that has been talked about for a long period of time pacquiao and Khan. April 23rd is what we were told that it was happening. Yeah. April 23rd, it's not happening, mainly because the geezers that decided that we're going to fund the fight for $38 million ain't got $38 million. That's basically like me and you turning up and saying, we're going to put and Khan on. We're going to put it on. Yeah. We're going to take it out to Vegas. We're going to put a right old shindig on. Come on, we'll have volivants. We'll have prone butties. We'll have the lot, mate. Come on, we'll we'll fund it. And then all of a sudden, when people take us seriously, we go, shit, <laughs> they took us seriously. We can't yeah. fund it. So therefore, it's, there's no money there at this moment in time. But- there's
1: no money in the Middle East. <laughs> how mental is that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's there's certainly money out there, but they obviously haven't been speaking to the right people. Mm. Uh, or they've been led by a garden path. I'd love to know I think it's the latter mate. I'd love to know
0: This fight well I think this fight will happen at some point this year. It's just not gonna happen in April.
1: Yeah, and it's not gonna from the looks of it it's not gonna happen in the, in the Middle East either, you know. I just wonder how much it was Khan's corner that would pulling it towards the Middle East, because Khan has got a relationship with people out in the UAE, so I wonder whether been smoke's been blown up his backside a little bit, but It'll, it'll happen, but I think it's more than likely going to happen somewhere like Macau, you know, out in China or somewhere like that, where there's just more money than sense. Mm. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if I ended up there.
0: Casino but... country in Macau, innit? You know what I mean. Kind of
1: gutted for Khan, to be honest with you. You know, we we we've, we've given me a little bit of stick over the course of this year. Uh, we really wanted to see him fight Kel, and we we basically ridiculed him. We said, if you don't fight Kel, we're not interested. And then the following week, he announced that he was fighting Pacquiao. We were like. Sorry, I'm here. You know, mm. you've gazumped those. Well done. You know, congratulations. So what do we do now? Do we go but back to ridiculing? So let's go back to ridiculing. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Let's go back to take the piss. <laughs> got to fight someone, son. You've got to fight someone. In fact, I think it will be Pacquiao, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Maybe the back end of the year, November time, is what I'm hearing. Um, hopefully, it does get made, because it is a fight that I'd actually like to see.
1: Yeah. hundred percent, yeah. I think, uh, but for Amir, more than anything, it's the fight that he needs more than anybody else. Mm. Um, you know, there's... there's Half a dozen fighters around the world that when that news broke that the fight wasn't happening because there was no money there, the Amir Khan fights falling through. There was half a dozen guys celebrated, you know, (laughs) punching the air because Pacquiao's now back in the mix. But whether we, you know, Amir just makes sense. You know, Jeremy Horn, Horn didn't make sense. Uh, nobody Jeff Horn. Jeff Horn, sorry. I don't even so know. So you, do, you
0: don't even know his fucking name. Exactly, yeah. Poor Jeff.
1: Poor, poor Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeremy's every, brother. Every other week, Jeff gets stuck on this show, doesn't yeah. he? The poor bastard's done nothing wrong. He's back long. to painting and decorating his <laughs> Jeff. Exactly, yeah. Poor Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, it's. Uh, It was just a fight that made most sense to to Pacquiao because it's a fight that he starts as a big favourite against the name that's someone that's already been in pay-per-view market. If you come back to the table now, what are we talking about now? Is Terence Crawford back in the mix again? Mm. I'm sorry, Pacquiao is not favourite against Terence Crawford in my opinion. So I think that's probably the one saving grace for Amir is that in terms of being the right opponent at the right time at this stage in Pacquiao's career, I mean, it makes so much sense.
0: Uh, so about two years ago, Eddie Hearn uh, announced that Kel uh, Brook and Errol Spence would be uh, fighting. <laughs> yeah. um, it's the
1: longest build-up to a fight in history since Pacquiao Mayweather.
0: actually a confirmation of it actually happening. <laughs> um, but he has kind of confirmed it this week. He, he, he's waiting on council clearance. Basically, it's going to be one of two <laughs> weekends. It's going to happen, um, Bram Lane, Sheffield. Um, And it's either going to happen the last week of May or it's going to happen the first week of June. It's just basically waiting for a council licence. So basically that's it. It's done. We're just waiting for a licence as to distinguish which weekend it will be.
1: Love it. It's a fantastic fight.
0: In a stadium as well, man. Fantastic you know.
1: uh, For fans that may not be too familiar with Errol Spence, listen, the guy's the number one contender. He is totally legit. He's deserving of his shot against Kelly. He's been waiting a long time for his chance and um, he will absolutely be coming over here to win that fight. And nothing but the very best Kel Brook will, will do on that night. Um, if if a fight for Amir hasn't been made, amir has got to be ringside, surely. Got to be waiting for the winner. Uh, probably, no, Ami, who's probably got his fingers crossed for Errol Spence. But, you know, Kel's just got to get his head back in the game now. I'm kind of surprised he's moved back to his old weight division. I thought he might, you know, have stayed up at a. Maybe there's no options. Maybe but there's, there's the no money. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. Yeah, maybe this this is the fight that made the most sense. Plus, you know, a lot of guys get quite, yeah, quite uh, sentimental about the belts as well. Maybe mm. Kel doesn't want to give the belt up. It's been good to him. It's been, been good to, to his too, career. Man. So, you know, but we talked again. We've talked about Kel we're blue in the face. You know, it, it all going well beating Spence, but I'd be surprised if it's got any kind of American TV or certainly big American TV attached to it. Mm he needs to go back over to the States and put a big defence in over there to get another big title fight. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Now, this weekend in New York, Madison Square
0: Garden, Triple G's back in action against a fella called Daniel Jacobs. Now, for the casual fan, you'll be thinking, who the bloody hell is Daniel Jacobs? Well, let me tell you, Daniel Jacobs is actually quite decent and his backstory is unbelievable. This guy has survived cancer. If you survive cancer, you're all right in my book. And if you're going to step in the ring against one of the most dangerous opponents on the planet, you're double all right in my book. And I'm going to call something. Maybe I'm sentimental. Maybe, you know what I mean, I'm getting carried away with the lovely romantic story of a fellow that has beaten bone cancer and stepping in with the hardest puncher in the middleweight division. But I'm going to say this, Nick. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it nice and loud, right? Yeah. I genuinely believe there might be an upset in the garden this weekend.
1: You're wrong, because Triple G, this is going to be the performance of Triple G's career, in my opinion. But you're right in that this is by far the toughest fight of Triple G's career as well. Uh, Danny Jacobs is a big guy. He's a big middleweight. He's a proper middleweight. He's a proper middleweight, yeah. He's a real throwback. He's got heavy hands. Very heavy hands. He's got fast hands. What's he got?
0: He's got about 20-odd knockouts. Let me have a look at his record. 29 knockouts, 32 wins. Yes, he's been beaten before, but let's be honest, he was beaten at a time when... Okay, he wasn't diagnosed with cancer at that particular time, but he was, he was going, carrying it. well, yeah, exactly. He had it in his body. Maybe he didn't know, and the doctors didn't yeah. diagnose him at that time, but it just doesn't come like that.
1: No, of course, yeah. But he, you know, whether it had been diagnosed or not, the fact that he had a, a cancer you know a cancer ball basically affecting his spine whether you could feel it or not Yeah, surely having something like that in your body is going to somehow you know impact on your performance and
0: since the operation since he's been given the all clear the guy has looked dynamite Peter Quillen he took him to pieces
1: yeah and you know what the Quillen fight that was that was uh, a really close fight going in I think yeah, was actually the, the, the favourite a favourite for that fight you know nobody expected Jacobs to have that kind of power and to put him away the way he did but my god he shook him to his boots and then the fact that they've gone to Quinlan's camp now they've actually gone over to the west coast to do their whole training camp there um, speaks volumes about that team and what they're prepared to do to get the right performance out of Daniel Jacobs. Mm. Um, so you're, you're you're denying my, my shout. I'm, I'm getting I'm, too I'm, romantic. I'm, I'm totally backing you OTT. up in terms of this is a great fight. This is definitely a fight that cannot be missed by any boxing fan. Definitely the toughest test of Triple G's career. Anybody but Triple G I would say Daniel Jacobs has got a start a favourite. This is a guy, as you say, he's beat the big C. He's looked incredible ever since. He's got absolutely zero fear. And I think he goes he's well into... He's world champ. He's WBA won. world champ, of course go, Well, this is for all the belts, isn't it? This is the unification yeah, yeah, fight. Yeah, yeah. Even the IBO belt's in there as yeah, well.
0: Oh, yeah. hey, yeah. fuck, don't tell bloody Eubank Jr. He'll be jumping at the belt. <laughs>
1: exactly. he be all over there. IBO be belt, that's <laughs> yeah. the big one. Yeah, Let's get exactly. in there, son. But the, uh, the... Listen, it all points to a good night for Daniel Jacobs in terms of, you know... Where he is in his career, he's looked phenomenal since he came back from illness. It's back in New York, back on home turf, friends and family there. He sees this big, you know, his big celebration of, of of what he's achieved in his entire career. This is the defining moment of his career. Against any other middleweight, arguably since Hopkins, mm. you would back this kid to win. Unfortunately, the greatest middleweight since Hopkins is in the op- opposite corner. Triple G, Triple G has got everything. You know, this is what we're talking about. The number two pound for pound best boxer on the planet. Almost said number one then. Number yeah, two best Dog boxer on the planet. bloody cheat on your Ukrainian boyfriend. Exactly. <laughs> number two best boxer on the planet. Why? Because he hits like a truck. His hand speed's ridiculous. Foot His footwork it's is beautiful. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. It's beautiful. For that's any... how you describe your daughter, mate. You can't any... describe someone's <laughs> footwork. that's beautiful. Listen, for any young boxer out there that is going to be tuning into this show, uh, obviously it probably won't be live You'll be in bed But when you wake up on Sunday morning You have your bowl of Cheerios And you're dreaming about following the footsteps Of Tony Bellew or whatever And you're going to watch this fight Watch it and just watch Triple G's footwork Watch how he moves around the ring it's Watch, like how, the he, isn't watch it? how he like cuts ballet. down the ring mm. You know, he doesn't do He doesn't shuffle around He doesn't do the staple that you're taught In every gym it's completely a different level. Is his, his, his natural movements, the way he shifts his body weight around, and he's always got a power punch. He just he just doesn't let you off the hook. And every mm. fighter that's fought him says the same thing. We talked to Martin Murray about it, and Martin Murray was just like, "You can't get out the way of him. He's not the biggest middleweight. He's not the strongest middleweight. He's naturally at that weight. That but he walks around. Yeah, at yeah, too. You just can't get away from him. He mm. cuts the rings so well. You just can't get a can't get a breath in there. You can't get any room mm. to think." Because he moves around the ring so well listen, and then he backs listen, up listen, with listen. big shots.
0: You're 100% right, yeah? You're 100% right. But he has not fought anybody as big and as, as hard hitting yep. as Daniel Jacobs. Now, if he if Golovkin against Kell Brook turns up,
1: yeah. he's going to be open. Completely different fight. He's going to be open. Co- but it's a completely he, different fight. And
0: he will get caught. And if he gets caught with one of them makers,
1: yeah, there's a whole heap of shit coming his way, mate. Triple G... Could afford to fight Kel Brook like that because Kel was too weight, naturally yeah. too weight to be low. Yeah, exactly. So he can afford to be reckless, afford to put on a show, afford to go into a gun show. He will not fight like that against Daniel Jacobs. Do you if think he does, get, do you think if he does, it? he gets hit. He could so, get hit. So, so he, he approaches even get this.
0: Then has he approached David Lemieux?
1: He will approach this yet yeah, like the like the performance of his career. He will be so switched on for this fight that Jacobs is going to struggle. He's going to really struggle to make an inroad because he won't get. Free shots like Kell Brook got, definitely not. You know, I, I really think this is going to be the best performance we've seen of Triple G's career. I think he's gonna, I think could go the distance because Jacobs is so big and so strong. I think he hasn't he probably for, it, go the distance. Jacobs hasn't but, gone the de- uh, distance for seven years. Well, he, will, he I think he will have to on Saturday night. So you don't think Triple G'll stop him? I don't think Triple G stops him. No, but I think he wins by a wide points margin. I think he wins probably by about four or five rounds.
0: I'm gonna say right. We'll, I'm going. At, you, that's your prediction. Yeah, man,
1: go for it. Jacobs is stopping him. Oh, my God. What a great shout. I love ja- it.
0: Jacobs. All right, then. I'll be a bit more loose and a bit more ambiguous so I can get away with this and maybe <laughs> r- redeem myself. Yeah. Jacobs will put him down. Yeah. There you go. Jacobs will put him down. I'm not saying anything else on that, but he will put him down. He'll sting him enough to put him on his backside.
1: Okay. I love it. That's a great shout. And uh, you know what? I would. I certainly wouldn't bet I'll tell you what, then. I'll build on that. Golovkin will climb up off the floor and win on points. There you go. So we're both right. The, the, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully we're both so right. So Golovkin gets off the deck
0: in the first or second round and then m- m- mounts an, a, an unbelievable amount of pressure to win
1: on points. Puts on a boxing lesson, yeah, to win on points.
0: There you go. That's yeah. it. Um, by the way, if, if you are deciding to stay up, um, I know that Nick absolutely, absolutely loves Lomachenko. Can't get enough of Lomachenko, but there's another kid that I would class as one of the pound-for-pound best, and he's definitely worth a little bit of a chat. It is, of course, Roman Gonzalez, the chocolatito. My boy, um, he's um, defending his super flyweight WBC crown uh, on the undercard of that, Bill. Yeah. If you want a lesson, watch this kid. He knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, there's a reason why, listen, a lot of the outlets out there, a lot of trusted, you know, and very respected boxing writers from all over the world, really rate Gonzalez. You know, a lot of them have him ranked as number one on the planet, you know, 46-0, and 0, with a scary knockout percentage as well. There's a reason why chocolate is the man. Um, but, you know, what's this? This is his fourth world title. This is his fourth weight as a fourth world weight, champion. Yeah. Started as a minimum weight, flight fly, flyweight fly and now super fly. The guy is absolutely mustard. But it reminds me of Demetrius Johnson a little bit in the UFC. You know, it's hard to it's hard to quantify him as being the best fighter on the planet, pound for pound, when you look at the pool of flyweights that he gets to beat up on a regular basis. He only beat what's in front of you. Compared to the welterweights and the middle weights. And I think the same issue is with chocolate chocolatito as well, is the fact that the guy who fights at the weekend, Wangneck the uh, the Thai kid. He's a future sir. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wang Nef. The uh the Thai fighter. He's you know, he's got a decent record as himself, forty one and four. Uh with plenty with a ton of knockouts too. But check that guy's record out. In you know, largely fought in Thailand. He's fought, you know. He's probably for ten percent of debutants, proper club fighters, proper, proper club, club fighters. fighters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, you do well to find a dozen fighters on his record, and he's a former world champion, by the way, former WBA champion himself. Uh, you'll do, you'd do well to find for uh, a dozen fighters on his record with winning records. Now, I'm not saying Gonzalez is the same. Gonzalez has killed a murderous row of minimum weight, tiny weight fighters. He is the man, uh, categorically. But for me, you know, it just—it comes on pound for. How can you have the best fighter pound for pound in the world as co-support against the guy that? is also in the same conversation. and
0: I, I never said that he was at pound for pound the best. I said he's in the mix. I said Sorry, I was off. the one that
1: said he was. Right. <laughs> yeah, people are saying he is. Yeah, yeah, But I just think it's, for me, it's hard to, to, to pick out the flyweight. Yeah, I think, people, just, and, I, yeah, and, I think people like to be cool.
0: I think people, when they're announcing the pound for pound guy, yeah. they like to be cool and say, hey, look look what I know. Yeah, yeah. When the obvious answer is staring you right in the mush, whether it be Lomachenko. Lomachenko. <laughs> 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 whether it be Triple G or Lomachenko, all right? It is one of those. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure at the weekend Well,
1: it's you know, it's it's either let's be honest, it's either Gonzalez, Lomachenko, Triple G, Andre Ward. Depending on what school of, of thought you are. They they're kind of the four they're the four top ones, aren't they? The four pound for pounds.
0: Yeah. Um, there's some decent ones at lightweight as well, man. I mean, there's some multi-weight world champions there, like Mikey Garcia.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone's got Mikey Garcia top of the pound for pound list just yet. I'm talking about guys who you could argue is number one at the moment, right now. Garcia's looks the business, um, and is definitely in the top ten. Yours is Lomachenko. Yeah, yeah. Lomachenko is the number one, my yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. Triple G. I think you know what? If, if Triple G's your wait a minute, if you've got Triple G's your Pound for pound best fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're saying he's gonna get beat on Saturday. Yeah yeah. So would that, will that make Danny Jacobs the best fight in the world, pound for pound? No,
0: it doesn't work like that.
1: Why, why does it
0: work then? Because he's just hitting with a, a fluke shot, you're hitting with a big one. That's oh, it.
1: now you're just saying it was a fluke shot. Yeah, that's so, fine. So you're going with so your yeah, prediction. Everybody's got a puncher's chance. Your prediction for this fight is <laughs> yeah. that Danny Jacobs is going to land a, a fluke shot. Yeah. and win the fight. <laughs> wow!
0: There you go. Such get yourself, such insight. Get yourself down to the <laughs> bookies. All <laughs> right, Danny Jacobs is going to land a fluke shot on the pound for pound best fighter on the planet. and Win. <laughs> If this comes off, Brilliant. I am gonna. Yeah, you'll going be away to always, hear the end of it.
1: Exactly, yeah. This is the Fight Disciples podcast. Subscribe now via the iTunes Store. Uh, we've
0: been getting quite a lot of uh, interaction on social media regarding David Hay. Obviously, we firmly put our uh, our balls in the, uh, in the in the Tony Bellew camp, so Easy. to speak. Um, we, 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 you know, we didn't hide that fact. We're Tony Bellew's, um, fans, friends, mates, call it what you will. And we were a bit biased. We wanted him to win that fight. Um, and obviously David Hay ended up losing it and we're getting quite, not abuse, but a lot of people asking us and talking to us regarding where does David Hay go now? And off the back of last week's show, I categorically said that I don't want David Hay to fight again. You were a little bit different because you were alluding to the fact that if he can obviously, uh, come over his injuries and get a full recovery, if he can come back, then you're all for that. So if
1: he is going to come back, who does he come back against? Well, I think for David Haye's sake, it's got to be it's got to be Bellew. Uh I don't think he could really come back against anybody else, could he? Uh, I think that's the problem he's got. Um, I think initially going into that fight, we had Bellew obviously in the studio next to us uh, just two three weeks ago, and uh, he actually said on our, on that show
0: they would uh, offer him a rematch.
1: The, re- the rematch, it'll be my second fight. The, the amount of money on the table, everything else, it's not in the clause, it's not in the contract, but my next fight after this will be David Hay rematch because I'm going to knock him out. I'll I'll beat David Hay, and then my second fight will have to be David Hay. That's exactly what Bellew said to us. So I think the manner in which he beat David Hay, I think Tony feels like he broke him, and I think that's why in the aftermath he's, he's kind of been more like, well, I think I'm going to retire now because I don't think Bellew... Believes in his heart of heart, David Hay wants to fight Tony Bellew again. Obviously, he's making noises like he does because he's he's got no, to he do that.
0: I don't think he does want to do but it. I don't think. But I don't but I think agrees. To do agrees. Does he need to? Do it?
1: Bellew practically begged him to quit during that fight. He was saying, "You've had enough now. Please stop." He told Shane, mm. "Stop the fight." Mm. Um, I don't think. I think in Bellew's mind, he would do the same thing again, maybe even more destructive. So, I don't think he wants to fight. I don't think he wants Hay to. But, but who can? He fights other than Bell. I've created a list.
0: I, I'm, I'm, so, right. I'm so glad that you've asked uh, me that, right? Because I've got a little list here, right? So I think the obvious one, you are right, Tony You, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That is the obvious one. But I don't think it will happen, mainly because I don't think he really, really wants to do that. Yeah. And I don't think you can be bothered to do it because I think he'll get offered a few more quid elsewhere, you know. I think there'll be more money on the table. I think so, yeah. Uh, in another fight. So I'm going to throw these your way, all right?
1: Okay. Shannon the Cannon. He won't take that. It's too risky. He has to take that. He won't. He won't take it. The Canons are too much of a mentalist. Unpredictable. Dillian White? Uh, he won't want to come back down to domestic level in case Dillian White sparks him out. And Dillian White is still domestic level.
0: Uh, finally, the winner of Parker Fury.
1: That's the one.
0: Because he's ranked quite decent with the WBR.
1: That's the one that Hay will push for. And you could argue the heavyweight division with its lack of real depth... Even though he's just lost to the Cruiserweight Champion of the World, David Hay is still a bigger name than Huey Fury. Yeah. Uh, and Joe Parker. He's probably a bigger name than both those guys. And it still sells. Uh, and it will sell, of course it will sell, yeah. You know, he can, he can basically come back and say, well, if it wasn't for the injury, I'd have to knock Tony Bellew out, so let's go straight into a world title fight. It makes sense. For me, that fight goes to Bellew, though. I would rather see Bellew in that fight than uh, than David Hay. Yeah, but that's because you're da- his myth. If Bellew's going to have one more fight that would be the fight you know try and make history try and make a legacy he's going to get his. he will be remembered more value now for winning the WBO heavyweight title than beating David Hay a second time in my opinion yeah of course he'll get more from that his legacy will mean more for him financially will it make more money I don't know I think a rematch with Hay probably makes more money than Mm. a WBO world title fight um, but that's you know that's that said that I mean
0: there were three million dollars on the table for this bad boy, weren't there?
1: Yeah exactly. So, you know, double it but Bell you ain't getting out of bed unless you double or double or quits so that kind of cash. Yeah, but there might be pay-per-view involved yeah. if it's a heavyweight title. Bellew's a pay-per-view star now. Yeah, it'd be interesting because obviously Joe Parker Huey 4 is gonna go down first, so we'll just wait and see what happens there. Mm. But it wouldn't surprise me to see David Hay at ringside, even though it is in Auckland, because David Hay now is gonna have to go do something which is unusual for David Hay, and that's go cap in hand a little mm, bit. You mm. know, he's going to have to chase 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 fights himself rather than waiting for fights to come to him.
0: So, um, so you don't think it'll be Shannon Briggs? You don't think I it'll be I can't see it White. being Shannon,
1: Shannon Briggs just because Shannon Briggs is just, a, you know, he's so unpredictable. And I think after coming out of the experience with Tony Bellew, where he really got backed into a corner and he, he kind of, David Hay kind of panicked a little bit and he got so anxious that He revealed a side to him that a lot of us fans, I think, and a lot of the UK public had never seen before. You know, they kind of, and I think that when it worked against them a little bit, I think Bell, you won a lot of fans in the run up to the fight because of the way he be- behaved. He-, he lost control. Absolutely. And I think Shannon Briggs will, could bring the same thing out of him because he's, again, he's completely and utterly off the cuff, Shannon Briggs. Plus, he's an old man you know an, an old man like Shannon Briggs if if he was to beat David Hay where does he go then well saying that it doesn't matter because if Hay loses comes back and loses another fight well you know that really is the end then he is looking down a, the battle of a Dillian White gun mm. but uh, you know I, I I can't see him going to the domestic level I'd be st- uh, if he weren't going to fight Shannon Briggs for this previous fight then why is he you know he, he, don't forget he said to Shannon Briggs fight him under the card and then we'll fight and then Rege- Re- went back on that he didn't do that he ended up fighting Bellew instead Um, So for me Hay will be trying Everything he possibly can To get Bellew back in the ring Hmm. And it could go From a 60-40 split To a 20-80 split Because he needs it He Hmm. needs Bellew bad To Hmm. reignite his career
0: Speaking of uh, crazy splits Retirement and coming back Floyd Mayweather He's been uh, knocking about On microphones in the UK Talking to every man And his dog that would listen He's obviously been In your home city of Liverpool Doing his thing man Everybody that we know on my social media timeline has been having the bloody selfie done with Floyd Mayweather saying, yeah, just hanging out with the champ. No, you weren't. You paid 500 quid for a picture. (laughs) Exactly. That's what you did. (laughs) Anyway, Floyd says that he's out of retirement and he's out of retirement for one man and one man only. We've been saying it for time on both of our podcasts. Conor McGregor is the target because there's too much money involved
1: it uh, seems like every time I talk about this I have a different reply, different answer now as well it's like definitely not going to happen absolutely no chance not going to happen and then half an hour later I can go it's got to happen there's too much money involved it's got to happen um, the fact that Connor's so quiet yet he's in camp the fact that Floyd you look at pictures of Floyd from a year ago when he was on holiday like properly on, on that holiday camel. on yeah, that camel yeah 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 he, he was fat when he was he nice. looked
0: fat for he, Floyd Mayweather he looked fat he did he was probably about 170 pounds and that alright oh, that's not fat Yeah, but Floyd yeah, but he Mayweather was fat yeah
1: but when he was over in the UK this week, he's uh, or last week, sorry, he was uh, he was in shape. He, he looks around about one fifty five. He looks he looked normal, good, exactly. He looked good, so he's obviously back at the grind a little bit. He's obviously missing the game, and he there's obviously something in it. You know, he's not going to get in shape necessarily unless this thing is going to happen. So, quite when what's it's going to happen, I don't of, know. But all right
0: then, let's let's spitball the money here. Yeah? What type of money are we talking about? Does it do more than Pacquiao?
1: Um, I think it does do more than Pacquiao. Yeah. I think it could be close, but I think it does more than Pacquiao. For
0: what reasons? Because of the because Connor,
1: Because of Conor McGregor effect, Do you think people yeah.
0: are underestimating the pull of Conor McGregor?
1: 100%. People in boxing, 100% are underestimating the pull of Conor McGregor, yeah. Con- Conor McGregor is the biggest pay-per-view star on the planet. Mm. In anything. That's a fact. And we, at,
0: know, and we know this because he charged for an interview recently of which people paid... five. Alright,
1: it's only $5, but people paid to watch him talk. On the internet. To mm. stream it. Not even to be there live. To mm. stream it on the internet, mm. They paid a the fiver. You know, it would be interesting to see this weekend with Triple G and Jacobs what kind of numbers that pay-per-view The numbers does. are shit at the moment. Because in America, the numbers for boxing, mm. Andre Ward against... Uh, it was less
0: than 200,000, wasn't it?
1: Andre Ward versus Kovalev, which was... Less than 200,000. As
0: we know, one of the best
1: fights last when, year. When Bell, Amazing
0: fights. Yeah, but when Bell, you and Hay have just done 700,000.
1: Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah.
0: So in America, it's on its backside. Less side. than
1: 200,000, 180,000, something like that. Mm. So it boxing pay-per-view in America is on its backside. Look at the numbers when Conor McGregor fights. Mm. You know, over a million boots. Two every time. Two million for the for the last fight with Diaz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One point six or one point eight million for Eddie Alvarez. You know what I mean? And he's so, not. And,
0: and pay per view in the states is not cheap, man. You're sixty quid, sixty dollars, sorry, sixty to one hundred dollars a yeah, time. Exactly. And he's doing two million of them.
1: Exactly. So make no mistake, Conor McGregor is the biggest star in in, in fight sports right now.
0: Well, Floyd will argue with you because the uh, the Pacquiao but, but fight, did four point six million. But Floyd's not,
1: not been active since the Pacquiao fight. Well, he is. He fought Berto, and what did that do? That did that did crap numbers. Well, you say crap numbers. It did about half a million. That's crap. Compared for a But compared to what Conor's doing in the UFC, yeah. That's why it's crap. Conor did more for Eddie Alvarez, three times or more yeah. for Eddie Alvarez than Floyd did for Andre Berto. Fair shout. So, you know, that's the argument there. People, so, people in boxing, the boxing
0: fans in... are underestimating the pull. Not necessarily I think the so. talent. I think everybody knows what's going to happen in a fight, a, yeah. bo- a boxing match.
1: And I think it's starting to turn now as well. You're not necessarily getting UFC fans going, oh, yeah, Conor's going to blow a man, Conor McGregor, man, he's going to knock him out. I think UFC fans are just like, I just want to see it now. Yeah. Connor's not gonna win. Mayweather's gotta got to win. You know, it's like Connor going into a jiu-jitsu match with, you know, a, a grandmaster, Gracie Jiu Jitsu, you know, six time red belt, whatever, you know. It, that's the equivalent of you may as well stick him in a stick him on a football pitch and play him against Man United. You know, it's a different sport <laughs> but he's got that there's that possibility in there. That's what people will buy into. Connor's bigger, he's stronger. He's faster, and he can land, know. and he can hit, and he, and he can, he can hit hard. He can punch. He only has to land once if he can knock people out, and blah blah, and this and that. It all gets said, and all gets. Listen,
0: we, we can sit here all day and make an argument for Conor McGregor as to how he's going to win this fight. Yeah. Right? we could do because he and can, then, yeah, because yeah. he can hit, and he moves unorthodox. And Mayweather's probably never been in it with anybody that moves as weird as Conor McGregor. However. Floyd Mayweather, man. he schooled every man and his dog that he's been in with. Look at the list of people that he's been in with and it's a joke of a list. A joke of a list. Yeah. And we're talking about guys that have gone on to do great things after they've been schooled by Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. The, the biggest point is obviously Canelo but you've got Marquez who became world champion knocking out Pacquiao off the back of getting schooled. Yeah. You've got Pacquiao uh, who's gone on and he's now a world champion off the back of getting schooled. There's loads of people that have been schooled by Mayweather. Yeah. That have gone on to great things. So that's not trial and testament of the fighter that Mayweather fought. There's this argument that he fights him at a certain time of their career, don't they? Oh, he's fought them when they're older, when they're past it. Well, no, they've still gone and smashed everybody else up. Of course. Just that Mayweather's elite, and I think even though we can make that argument for McGregor, Mayweather will just be far too elite. He might not yeah. knock him out, and it might be twelve rounds of like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But he'll just school him. He'll put on a. He'll put on an absolute science show.
1: The the problem is that you know, Connor's not a boxer, and that's no, the, he's not. That's, that's the fundamental problem he's in a all fighter, this, you though, know isn't
0: it? Get in there, son. You know, get in there, get some
1: dirty elbows going. I've got to be honest. You know, Ed Michael, Michael Conor makes his pro debut this weekend on Friday night in in in, in New York at Madison Square Garden. He's a McGregor's uh, the night before the uh, the Triple G fight at the same venue as well. Wicked little St Patrick's Day double editor in New York. Uh, That'd uh, be awesome this weekend. The point I'm trying to make is. I'd like to see Michael Conlon spar with Conor McGregor and see how Conor gets on then against a world-class, let's face it, a world-class amateur right now, Um, former Olympic medalist, former world gold medalist, Euro gold medalist, Commonwealth gold medalist. No, Conlon's a young superstar, and he's making his debut at the top of a Madison Square Garden card for a reason. Um, But I would like to see him, someone of that quality, spar Conor McGregor, and you'll see then the difference between... And a, a world class boxer, uh, and a great fighter, a great mixed martial artist, a world class mixed martial artist. Then mm. there's a massive difference there. You know, Conor McGregor fights for the Irish welterweight title tomorrow. Peter Peter Quinnan got it or something with someone like that. Peter McDonough's got it. Um, you know, I think he loses to Peter McDonough. <laughs> you know, he, he's not he's not a boxer. Uh, as much as a massive fans of Conor McGregor we are, he's not a boxer. So. It's hard to quantify it as a fight, but once it gets made, we'll all get sucked along. No, by the this is business. It's, it's business, it, of course it is. It makes more money than makes more money than anything. Hmm. may makes more money than Mayweather can make anywhere else, and that's why Mayweather's going to make this fight. June tenth. That's what they're talking about. And I've heard a rumor that uh, June tenth T-Mobile Arena has
0: been booked out by Mayweather Promotions.
1: Yeah, I'd seen that. Yeah, I'd seen that. But uh, June tenth seems awfully. Awfully quick.
0: Don't read into it though, because Mayweather promotions do promote a lot of other fighters, i. e., Javon Davis. Yeah, people exactly. like that. But they
1: booked
0: their Timo Ballerina for June the
1: tenth. Yeah, I. Uh, that does seem aw- awfully quick for a fight of that size. I think a fight, if, if it's going to happen for me, it happens October, November, and we get six months of build up. You do not make Mayweather. You're going to world media, you? of course you. you do. Of course you do, because you've got to make. You've got to try and make. You know, 100 million pay-per-view buys or whatever you want to do. You want to you try and turn it into what everyone was speculating it was going to be, the first billion-dollar fight. You don't do that by doing it in three months' time. You do that by having six months to build it up and to sell the fight. Um, the good thing is, it, it, you know, it's kind of crazy that it seems closer than ever because of what Mayweather's been saying over here in the UK. But the fact that connor has been awfully quiet about it I know we've seen pictures of him living in LA and training, doing a lot of boxing training, and everything else. But you know, there's still that whole UFC obstacle to get around, or get under, or get through, or whatever first. And um, that's that's not going to be a walk in the park. So it'd be interesting to see how this thing plays out for sure.
0: You know, uh, I, I'm the I'm the A side. I'm I'm the A side. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm fucking sick of hearing about I'm, I'm the A side and he's the, he's the B side. I know. I know. Anyway. I, was, I was once the B-side. You have to be the B-side. You've like, got to be the B-side, uh, man. You've to be the B-side, man. Then just go, ain't the B-side. My numbers, my pay-per-view numbers prove that I'm the A-side. That's, that's the problem they're in right now. You've got two guys with incredibly huge egos that both love money and no one is going to take a minority cut. And that's the big issue that we've got here. Conor McGregor isn't going to take a while. You know, he may take a 70-30 or anything like that, is it? No, he may do a 55-45 or even a 60-40 if if the money's that big. Because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a boxing match and Conor's not a boxer. But there ain't going to be no 80-20, 70-30 kind of deal done. No chance because Conor knows what he's worth, which is why he's had so much success and basically changed the game in the UFC because he knows what he's worth. He's worth an absolute (laughs) fortune. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. What are you having for tea tonight? Well, I've got some prawns out, some king prawns. I want to do the misses a nice chilli king prawn noodle.
0: Why type. the misses? You not eating
1: it yourself? Yeah, yeah. For, you know, for the two of us. Once the kids are in bed, once the kids have had their white fish and sweet potato, keep the kids healthy. Yeah, yeah. Then we'll have a little bit of naughty uh, chilli noodle. <laughs> what about yourself? Do you, want, do you want the recipe? Is that what it is? No, 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 mate. No, no. no. Bring Katie and the kids around. I'll feed you as well. No, I'm, I'm, I'm editing this. I'll be
0: doing mac and <laughs> <laughs> Uh thank you very much for listening to the show uh this week. Absolute pleasure once again. Uh don't forget if you don't subscribe already, please uh go to our website, fightdisciples.com. You can get all our uh, uh previous episodes We're also available on iTunes as well, and you can come and join the conversation on a day-to-day basis uh at Fight Disciples on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um I'm not here next week. I'm not here.
1: You're doing it, uh you're doing your own thing next week, aren't you? Yes, I'm gonna do a bit, a little bit of freestyling next week's show. So Uh, obviously the UFC show will be a wrap up of UFC London Uh, I'm down there all this weekend covering that event Uh, the boxing show obviously we'll be looking back on Triple G from this weekend we've got to speak to my mate Crawler. a little bit of Michael Conlon we've got Anthony Crawler coming on the show obviously in the build up to uh, the big rematch with Linares super excited for that and we'll uh, have a special guest in the studio, Mr. Derry Matthews, really, to recount his his career, look back over some highs and some lows, but also talk about the crawler fight. Obviously, he knows crawler up close and personal. Yeah, we'll get Derry's take on the fight and all the action from last week. So super so they,
0: exciting. So there you go. If you uh, if you need subtitles for next week's show, um, you'll be able to download them via <laughs> yeah. our website.
1: Just practice all week checking. Going to out oh, for some chicken.
0: That's what you need to be practising because <laughs> next <laughs> You'll week... You'll get on
1: the end of it. It's going to be a Scouse Fest. That's
0: it. With Derry and him next week, it should be a right entertainment fest. I'll be sat on my sun lounger there getting some rays thinking, what the bloody hell's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Fightdisciples.com. Make sure you download it.
1: Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.